You're gonna you're gonna like this joke. I can tell already. Um, mm, 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 mm. So, did you guys hear about the guy <laughs> that um, was f- in the hospital? They found six plastic horse statues up his asshole. <laughs> nope. Did you guys hear about that? What nope. Ah, <laughs> uh, it was crazy. The doctors are reporting his condition as stable. Hey-o. Welcome, <laughs> boys and girls, to another fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Mini soda Halloween is forever. I'm Brian. I'm Meg. <laughs> I'm Steve. Brian actually got me with that one. I like that, that one. one. That yeah. good. I feel like it wasn't also like relevant to like the sh- the episode. Yeah, the so horses. Like, There's yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's relevant to me and me Guys. alone. <laughs> well, no, no, the movie. There's this. I mean, oh, the yes. horse okay. score in this okay. movie is through the roof. Okay, yes, ten yeah. out of ten. Horse. Horses. They get 10 yeah. out of 10 horses. Yes. Yeah. Horse score on this one, guys. If you're new to the show, <laughs> if there are horses present, or if we're talking about multiple movies and at least one of them has horses present, we do score them on a scale of one to 10 horses. This is a 10 horse movie for ten sure. Horse movie. It, it's fucking dripping with horses. It's got um, real horses. It's got r- fake horses. It's got <laughs> horses on film. <laughs> mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. It has, I mean, the only thing it doesn't have is little mini horses. That's the only thing I missed. Uh, I wish it did have some little mini horses. Um, But the movie we're talking about, guys, is the the newly released, um, uh, I, I think it's safe to say, blockbuster film... That is Jordan Peele's Nope. If you have not seen Nope, uh, which just came out here in the last what, couple of weeks now, it's been a couple of weeks now. Something yeah, like it that. came out at the end oh, of July. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm about Yeah. So, um, in any case, uh, if you have not seen it, get ready because we got some motherfucking spoiler alerts. We're going to spoil the shit up out this bitch. Um, but uh, before we do that, we do have some other things that we got to talk about. Guys, it's officially late. August. Like if we think about it, the month is halfway Mid over. Late. If you're listening to this, um really anywhere from like Tuesday on, it's mid-October. I'm sorry, it's technically late October. If you're listening about it, if you're listening to it on Monday the day com- it comes out, I guess it is technically exactly halfway through October. Uh, August. In any case. Yeah. What did I say? October? You said October three times in a row because that's where your <laughs> that's brain is. Where my brain is. I'm literally drinking Oktoberfest. I drank a pumpkin beer yesterday. I oh, have shoot. a fresh bag of candy corn oh and mallow cream pumpkins <laughs> cracked. I'm. Do you just like stockpile candy corn to eat it throughout the the year? Like I feel no, like I could just no. As no? soon as it hits, no. Yeah, as soon as it hits, because I like it fresh. Oh, like I don't fresh. think that's actually a word that's ever associated with candy corn. <laughs> it is ever. because it gets stale very, very quickly. It's like if you have a have I, a, you know a bag of it open for a period of time, it gets all nice and you know I don't know, not nice, but I it gets all like kind I of dry. I like candy corn when it's a little bit stale, though. You know, I mean, yeah. I do like candy corn, so let's be real. No. Yeah. No, I just bought my first. It usually hits stores right around my birthday every year, which was yesterday, which we're recording this on Sunday, the day before it comes out. My birthday was yesterday, which is Saturday, (laughs) August the 13th. Uh, And usually by my birthday or the week before is when you start to see a little bit of spooky shit going into the store. Um, And uh, and candy corn was there. And I 
snatched it up, took it home. Um, where my, my kids and I were mixing it with, uh, with peanuts and with, uh, uh, with, uh, little, um, peanut butter chocolate chips. Oh, Ooh, mm. that's a good, that's a good move. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was my birthday yesterday. So I just drank Oktoberfest and pumpkin beers all day. That's what it I It sounds like, I feel like maybe, yeah. just maybe, mm-hmm. I don't like that stuff. <laughs> I've seen it and I've passed over, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe just maybe with a little muddy buddy check mix yep. and peanut butter chips <laughs> mm-hmm. to cut the, the to cut the I just like yeah, just to cut so that shocked, I might be into Steve. that I'm just so shocked with all the bullshit that you drink mm. I'm just yeah. like, surprised you just don't like candy corn or something like if you you know put, if you melted candy corn into a beer he would drink it but probably if it's if it's so I, I'll tell you if you if the the intense sweetness of candy corn um, is uh, is in opposition to your palate, mix it with just some some roasted salted peanuts. The sweet and the salty, mm. very nice. Next trail mix very I make, yeah, it'll be nice. candy corn and <laughs> pop it in there. <laughs> pop it in there. Don't be scared. Pop it in there. You're gonna be Guys, real happy new, about it. Let's start a new business, and we're definitely gonna cater to the people who like to hike and stuff. But we're gonna make a Halloween trail mix Let's see there's TNT, not a lot of crossover there there the uh, halloween yeah. fans are sloths like me no I'm a, that's fine but you're like one anecdotal that's yeah. not that does not I'm make it an audience there's more people i know plenty of people who would probably want to go on a walk and want to go on a hike that would probably want some trail mix guys you maybe not, you're the anomaly i love I'm to hike this right you're the anomaly. No, 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 no. You're talking yourself into something here. And I like I like to hike and that sort of thing. I like to go on a nice hike, go on a nice walk, you know, smoke some drugs, walk in the woods. That's a lovely thing. But not so much that I need to pack a special snack. You know, I'm going to eat before I go. You know, I'm not going for like eight hours like of hiking. Type. See, you're you're one of those people like you don't have to be so serious about it. I don't it's own so any serious. I don't own any hiking equipment and I can hike definitely just as good as you. And I own zero point zero hiking equipment. I'll go out there with my chucks on. We'll hike all day. It'll be fine. Some people no, just but not like, tomorrow, but not the next day. Dude, you not mean? the ne- you know, your feet are gonna hurt, you're gonna back's gonna be sore. Let's be real, dude. Just get if a pair I don't of let have shoes. like That's special it. hiking just, things. No, just get a pair of hiking shoes. That's I have it. A pair That's of Merrells. Yeah, there you go. See, you do have the equipment. You wouldn't have worn your trucks. You would have put on your Merrells. And yeah, we would have I wear those because when I, wa- when I walk outside, because they're waterproof. Yeah, that's that's basically why. why <laughs> exactly. I See, you are prepared, Brian. Don't fight me on this. You're just trying I don't to find need ways snacks, to hate me. guys. I like, <laughs> no, not you particularly. I do very much am annoyed by the amount of hiking equipment that's out there. It is so lame. Um, the whole thing about hiking is you don't need anything to do it. That's the best part you of it. Don't. Yeah, no, you yeah. Don't. I have hiking um, shoes. And then I go to like Brush Creek Park, which the, the entire circle is like four miles. And I see people out there like they're going to be like they're going out in the fucking With the poles you know, and stuff. See, oh, I yeah. don't even do the poles. Like, you they're know, out there like it's the they're on the fucking, you know, Appalachian Trail. And I'm like, guys, I can see the road from here. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> fucking dorks. Um, Maybe they're training, Brian. No, no they're just fucking dorks. <laughs> I just anyway. play disc golf to get my hiking in now these days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you really jumped into that disc golf culture. I hadn't played in like almost 
10 to 13 years and then mm-hmm. one of my buddies was like he saw my discs and in my car because i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna keep them just in case mm-hmm. and then then we just started playing all, all the time like yeah. we went we were going almost every week and then we took Do a few you play weeks on off. horseback um that's not how that works brian but I i'm would just if saying I could. but it could yeah, i'm no, sure you people can't do though, that because there's a technique to fucking throwing a disc guys like do you we're not gonna get into this we're not gonna no we're you're saying i get... couldn't do it is this a challenge because i will absolutely <laughs> fucking do it on, <laughs> on horseback horse? I, yeah because no, yeah. you only need one horse <laughs> one you only need one horse to ride a horse that's i think that's hurt your back a lot honestly you, you only need one say. arm to 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 hold on to the reins so you got another hand for for throwing a frisbee but there's more technique to it brian you know if you want to if you want to go into it, like come play come play this but it's like the thing it's like the it's like that thing don't in bring the horses Olympics. into something that we don't need to bring horses into we, I, that, that rules my are you, life are you saying elsewhere. don't bring horses to a frisbee fight <laughs> yeah i'm saying don't bring horses to a hiking conversation which is even further off the conversation that we should be having yeah, that's true let's get into well, actually before we get we got a couple of things we got to talk about what kind of movies movies jesus christ what kind of beer are we uh, are we drinking here, guys? My brain's broke. Not. My brain's broke. <laughs> um, yeah, you got that. You got old man, you know, dementia. I'm so fucking tired, too. Jesus Christ. Been drinking beers. I'm sleepy. Um, I'll tell you what I'm drinking, though, because I only got about this much left and I'm going to finish it. This is a classic Polliner Oktoberfest Mirzen. Beautiful. Yeah, just drink, drinking a little, drinking a little Polliner. I uh, that's one of my. As far as the big breweries are concerned, the big German breweries are concerned. Einger, uh, not that big, I guess technically, but they're my favorite. They do like the real old school um, Munich heavy Märzen. Some of the other ones are just like really fucking lame. It's just like hell, you know, hot, stronger Hellas with fucking Cinnamar in it. But uh, I do like Hacker Shores. I don't know exactly what the grist looks like, but I've always been a fan of this beer, and I'll. Hell yeah. I'll slug a couple down. I, I still haven't had my first Oktoberfest yet, but I need to I need to find them. Um, I'm just slugging down some Iron City premium lager, yo. I, mm, mm. I I just I have not actually gone to a store probably in a couple weeks. So I need to like stock up on some beer. But like, yeah, I just like started working again. So guys, I'm a working gal again. So I uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm slacking, but I got some good Iron City beer and um, I got a I'm whole happy about it. bunch of Oktoberfests uh, yesterday. So I've been working my damn way through those. Gonna, you just got to like, yeah, put a little care package in the mail for me. Thanks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I trust your judgment. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. What do you got, Steve? You're not drinking the beers. No, I like Meg. I'm also drinking water. Mm. So I I'm going to say this one has some flavor. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, well, you know, I almost died at Barrel and Flow, so <laughs> I'm taking it easy today. You went a little hard. You hit it hard. I hit it hard. There, let's see, Revolution showed up with a 14% style. Yep. There was a place from Georgia called the Brick Terrarium that tried to kill everybody because they had a 21% Braggot, a 20% IPA, Arf. and a 25% Red Ale. Arf. That's insane. So, were any of them good at all, or were they just like novel? The Braggot was great. Was it, were they the like super was great. sweet yeah. as well? or So the Braggot... Well, yeah, the they Braggot. were all super sweet. Yeah, they were okay. all super sweet. Like, the, the Red Ale was just like syrup. Yeah. Oh, I, don't, I, don't I don't know, know. how they... Yeah, like I, I assume the 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 grain bill had to be huge, and then there's just like a whole lot of un, 
you know, fermented sugar in it mm-hmm. because it was just so sweet. Well, at that point, but, if you're not ice distilling, and maybe that's what they were doing or something like that, maybe. you know, they're, or, or finishing with champagne yeast, which is going to just dry it out so bad and have all these fucking super high molecular weight alcohols, you're going to get a fucking headache. Otherwise, Saccharomyces strains, they don't live up in that ABV range. So uh, <laughs> they're going to die and you can have a lot of residual carbohydrates there unless, you know, like like I said, you, I don't know, use a bunch of enzymes or you fucking uh, uh, use champagne yeast or there's ice mm-hmm. distillation is the most common thing people do to make, the, you know, those fucking high teens, 20%, you know, ABV beers. But right. Yuck. Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, I will give a shout out to their pineapple ginger braggot though, mm. just because it like it had like a lot of big pineapple flavor mm-hmm. up front, but then they actually captured a lot of the ginger, so it tasted almost like eating raw ginger Ooh. after uh, like sushi. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like you put like anyone who actually captures a really nice ginger flavor and not something that's a little more earthy, because I think sometimes like some of the flavorings you can add like kind of bring that into mm-hmm. the fold. But yeah, now if you. I'll fuck with some ginger and a beer mm-hmm. and a beer yeah. and alcohol, man, any day. Yeah. It's really good. Oh, yeah, dude. <sighs> all right. Well, um, I hope you recover fully uh, from all these uh, 20% braggots and things like that. But <laughs> I just want to say that I also have no sympathy for you because you knew what you were getting <laughs> yourself into. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I did it to myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's my one. It's my one time a year that I actually get drunk. So <laughs> just get I like hammered, how when I drunk. saw you, Steve. Though you're just like, what? I didn't even. Th- you said you weren't gonna be here, and I was like, yeah, bud. It was great. It was a good surprise. I like pickle surprise. Well, yeah, because you come running out of the crowd I know, I was, screaming. I, was <laughs> I actually, I don't think this person listens to the show, but there was a, um, there's a show, the weekly recap. So, uh, yeah. yeah so I saw Sarah, at, like near mm-hmm. the porta potties. And I just screamed at her and then ran to the bathroom. <laughs> I gave her a hug real fast and then ran to the bathroom. And I like had to message her. Day. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just like saw you and screamed, came and hugged you and then walked away immediately. <laughs> <laughs> if that tells you how drunk I actually was. Yeah. I think yeah, Nick might listen. So. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Shout out to he them. Might. They're I great. They're awesome people. Mm-hmm. Shit gets wild yeah. and wacky at the, uh, at the barrel and flow. We all know this. Um, mm-hmm. In any case, uh, we do have to talk about what our September showdown topic is going to be. Um, If you guys are not familiar with um, the calendar, September (laughs) happens right after August. Then right after that is October. And September for me, that's full on spooky season already. Pretty much right now is when spooky season starts, which is right around my birthday, which is uh, 8.13, which we just passed here. And then just... The rest of it's all gravy, really, for the for the rest of the year. Um, so September's a big one. September's a big one. I will recap uh, what we had to vote on, which was uh, our favorite eerie Indiana episodes, uh, Satanic Panic, or Giallo flicks. Um, and for those of you who are wondering, well, how the hell do I get in on this sweet little voting gig? Uh, I didn't see nothing about that. Well, open your fucking ears, guys. I'm about to tell you how you do it. <laughs> Go on the social medias and you follow Halloween is Forever, most notably on the Instagram at Halloween is Forever um, or at Hallow Forever 
at uh, at the Twitters. That's where we typically put the polls out there. We'll link to them on the Facebook, which is Halloween is Forever podcast. Uh, we also have one of them, Tiki Talkies, which is Halloween is Forever pod. Um, or, uh, you know, if you want to suggest some things to us, I guess if you wanted to email us your vote, um, you certainly could. But uh, I don't know. What's your fucking problem? Get on one of the social medias. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's Halloween is Forever uh, pod at gmail.com. Um, so without further ado, our winner, maybe not surprising from those topics, two of more kind of niche topics. Uh, it's satanic panic, guys. So we're getting into September and we are praising his infernal majesty. We're going to have a seance. We're going to sacrifice someone or something. Um, and we're going to get into some full on satanic horror flicks now we have suggested in the past um when we actually uh, pulled this off the old spinny wheel um that we're talking specifically satanic horror we're not just talking any old demon right we're talking about the big guy lucifer right satan himself yeah. right none of them scrubs none of, none of them yeah. low none of those low tier no, demons none of them bullshit <laughs> demons that your aunt you know berries of something in the yard to ward off or something we're talking about the big guy the one that you can't fight off he's going to come into your life and he's going to make it way 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 better or worse if you're a bitch so get on the satanic train guys <laughs> hail him uh and pick uh help us pick some some movies that are satanic in nature or um you know somebody is battling satan or some shit like that guys uh we'll announce next week our picks for satanic panic but if you got any suggestions definitely spit them our way in the uh, in the dms on the social medias let's be real you're only giving the those suggestions to brian and steve no fucking send them to me too you can do oh. it on the tiktok all six people I, who follow us on tiktok i, I see you i see what you're trying to do, do i see what you're doing right now um but uh you're just yeah. coming at the I, hold the on hold on dog. hold up <laughs> Hold up. I don't understand where this is coming from, Meg, that she's saying that only Brian and I get the suggestions no, no, yeah, where I, she's the one that out there got her audience <laughs> yeah, yeah. to vote for her. It's Meg always be all it's martyr Meg. I want again. Here she is. Oh, she's always getting around to the deal. Meanwhile, she's out there fucking campaigning and winning the fucking showdown for last month i'm not gonna be taken in by this salted nuts in this trail mix for this halloween trail mix you're a fucking salted nut (laughs) um anyway um yeah so uh so yeah give us some of them dang suggestions on there on the old social media some you know maybe we'll watch them see what we're gonna do i don't know what i'm gonna do i have a couple in mind but i'm like usually i go like yeah, that's it. That's what I'm going to go do. Maybe it's down to one or two, maybe three. I have no idea what I'm going to do on this one. I have a couple that I want to kind of revisit and we'll think about. I think you're um, up for blood. So I feel like usually when you're like, I don't I don't care about winning this. That's when you like feel super confident. You're like, I don't even need to like look at other yeah, options. Yeah, because I'm just I, yeah. picking shit that I want. Yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah you <laughs> want. Yeah, so now but I want to like, win this one. You want so then, to yeah. win. This is, is like the, the playoffs and then, you know, October's like the Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. Four. These next couple months are pretty clutch, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. So if you want to help us decide those in the future, if you have any suggestions or things like that, send them to us on the social medias. Um, also, uh, actually, this just remind me, I need to send out some stickers this week because we had a couple of lovely uh, listeners who reviewed us on um, on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. Uh, so I'm going to send out some stickers to them this week. If you want to do that, if you want some Halloween's Forever stickers or you just want to be a fucking decent human being for once in your fucking life, go on to the, the, uh, the, the podcatcher app of your choice, whether it's Apple Podcasts or whether it's Spotify or whatever. If they allow you to do a little rating or write a review, give us the maximum amount of stars or, you know, skulls or hearts or whatever the fuck type of little icon they use there. And then type a little message in there and say, hey, that's all. You know, you guys did a great job. Yay. And then screenshot it, send it to us. Or you know what? I don't even have to screenshot it. I trust you. Just say, hey, I wrote a review. Send me some stickers and your address, and I'll fucking put them in the mail for you. Or if you own a pizza shop, let us know, and we'll you can put them up in your oh, pizza yeah, shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, some friends from <laughs> what? Uh, from uh, what was the name of the pizza shop? I'll just give, we'll give them a shout out. It was a it was, yeah, it was a pizza shop out of Ohio. Mm-hmm. Here, I'll look it up real they're, quick. Yeah, they're they're uh, faithful listeners, and they reached out to us and they said, you know, hey, can we just put some stickers up around the shop? <laughs> you know, and everybody can. So you walk in, you see uh, Halloween Forever on the cash register, maybe. Can you they know? can they like make us a pumpkin pizza? Oh, you know what? I'm sure they're this is a shout out here to our friends at Pizza Nerds in uh, in Newark, Ohio, uh, on uh, beautiful Cherry Valley Road. I'm sure we're all very familiar with beautiful Cherry Valley Road in Newark. Uh, Go check them out. I think it's like I don't know. I think it's in like somewhere in the middle of the state. I have to double Mm. check. I don't know exactly where Newark is, but some lovely friends over there at Pizza Nerds in Ohio. I like their Um, like their name a lot. But I do I do just have to say, like, why are we not coming after the pumpkin pizza? Fuck the heart pizza. Mm -hmm. Give me the pumpkin pizza. (laughs) Thank you. I say we go full Satan pizza. Hey, actually, actually, guys, spicy. (laughs) Why are they not creating some sort of candy corn shaped fucking pizza? They make a bunch of cookies too. They seem to specialize in all manner of yummy cookies as well. So maybe a Mm. maybe a candy corn type of cookie. But I'm going no straight up Diablo pizza. We go straight satanic pizza where we make it all spicy and just like it looks like a fucking murder scene. You know what I mean? Ghost pepper sauce. Ghost pepper sauce. (laughs) Pentagram. Habanero pepperonis yeah. in a pentagram my body already is rejecting every ounce of that yeah <laughs> i like it in theory but my body is actually mm-hmm. is already mm-hmm. telling me mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. my telling me no fuck with a pizza like that um yes so in any case if you want a little shout out or you want some stickers or whatever yeah send us one and them things over on the one to social medias and we'll happily do that um all right guys let's get into uh, a little flicky that we watched um, called Nope, b- written and directed by one Mr. Jordan Peele, which, uh, spoiler kiss. alerts here, Chef's guys, uh, guy keeps knocking it out of the fucking park, though, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does not mm-hmm. play yeah. around, it seems. Yeah, he don't lose. No, that motherfucker yeah. don't Plays miss. to win, and he wins. He won my heart. Years uh, ago. This, this was such I, a fun, weird movie. I'm so glad I went in just, you know, obviously I saw some screen grabs and stuff like that, but otherwise mm-hmm. I went in like completely uh, uh, blind and was just so 
uh, pleased with just how fucking wild this movie got. Um, let's uh, let's let's first talk about some of the some of the players here uh, and some of the uh, some of the cast. So uh, many of you may already know uh, Daniel Kaluuya um, is the star of of this here flick, Sexiest along man with uh, ever Kiki in Palmer. Film right now, let's be real. Good looking man. Good looking man. Uh, let's not fucking rub it in. But he is from uh, <laughs> he, Get Out. I mean, you you know him from Get Out for yeah. sure, right? He's been in a bunch of stuff. He's been um, in Judas and the Black Messiah, oh. Queen and Slim. He was in Black Panther. Um, yeah, you're you're gonna know him, uh, know his face. Um, he he's great in this. Uh, almost, I don't want to say overshadowed, but uh, the so he plays O.J. Hayward uh, or uh, Otis J. Hayward Jr., um, which I thought was very funny that they, <laughs> they yeah, made his they initials make, O.J. They did and then, make some O.J. jokes, and then even great. at yeah. one point, like one of the people were like, "Your name's O.J." Like he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> like he's been dealing with that his whole life. His dad right, right. Uh, is is Otis Hayward, Otis J. Hayward Sr. Um, and he's played by the great Keith David, um, who yeah. everyone will know from perhaps the greatest sci-fi horror flick of all time, which is the thing. John Carpenter is mm-hmm. the thing. Um, and then uh, Kiki Palmer uh, plays uh, uh, OJ's Emerald, sister. Yeah. Emerald Hayward, who she kind of almost steals the show. She's she fantastic uh, in this. Not only is she kind of the 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 she's a serious character, but she has all the good jokes. I would say for the most part, right? Um, she, I think she like her character brings just like a lot of the personality that she's OJ's the character just like knack, naturally sibling. does. But you know, like it, like their characters are just so starkly different, and this yes. is very clear mm-hmm. throughout the movie. So yeah, OJ here. is the stoic one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emerald is the uh, she she's the the charismatic one as yeah. is uh, made very very clear early in the flick mm-hmm. um we also have uh brandon Perea, i believe is the way you say his name mm-hmm. who's who plays uh, uh angel torres who is like the 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 geek squad guy who, yeah. who becomes like <laughs> entangled in this whole He's thing like, which, my life is so boring your life sounds interesting this sounds amazing let's really go. when you first meet him you hate him immediately they make you hate Absolutely. him and then you think he's just going to be a dickhead that they like have an interaction with but then he becomes like a big part of the movie which yeah. i did not see yeah. coming he's like the sidekick he feels like a sidekick yeah. the entire time yeah for sure yes uh gr- good good supporting role there uh uh steven yuen uh who um we just talked about in uh mayhem mm-hmm. um or Stephen Young, I think is the way you say it. And he plays uh, a character named Jupe, which is kind of an interesting character. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a bunch of other people. I think probably the last really notable one there is uh, Michael Wincott, who is uh, plays a uh, this weird uh, kind of um, super artsy director mm-hmm. who kind of is like a Werner Herzog-ish type of character, maybe, uh, called Antlers Holst. Like, if he came to their... <laughs> if, the like, most cartoonish yeah, like, character in the we, movie. If, when uh. we get... We'll talk about him more, but if he had shown up to their farm... Um, like just wearing a robe and maybe randomly was just naked walking around their house, I mm. would have not been surprised. Yeah, he I right. kind of might have liked that. He's a weird character. Um, Super weird. He kind of doesn't really make sense with the rest of the movie either. He was the only character that was like, really? You didn't think he made sense? I think he makes I, a I lot of he, sense. I thought he made perfect sense. Really, I just I, thought, I thought yeah. his, his, honestly, I'll tell you what stuck with me. It is his voice it was so over the top it was like if christian bale's batman 
ate gravel and smoked unfiltered Lucky Strikes for 40 years. That's <laughs> how gravelly his voice is. That I would love to fall asleep to. Yeah. You know? No, don't get me but wrong. Also, he has a great voice, but it just seemed almost cartoonish. Maybe, but I think, okay, but I think if we talk about the themes of like the movie and talking about the over, again, I don't want to dive too far into it too soon, but like, it's all about Hollywood in a lot of ways. Like this movie yeah, says yeah, like, yeah. you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I feel Just like the entertainment his, business and yeah, the so his predatory nature of it all almost that. mildly a caricature of like that type of director. But I still feel like he was like that jaded, like I have to do things, but this is what I really want to do. And so like, that's why I felt like it works so well and what I love, but I could see how it's like, can become off as like this caricature of this idea of this type of director that exists. Yeah. So, anyway. so, so, uh, I, I, just the, I think to be clear, I don't think he's actually a director. Uh, he's, he's a, a f- director of for, he's a director of photography, so yeah. he's a DP. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He, so, or he's a videographer or something. But he's this very yeah. art, artsy, fartsy kind of yeah. uh, filmmaker the, type. Yeah, the you you get introduced to him uh, like in basically one of the first scenes where uh, OJ is on set uh, with his horse because they uh, the the Hayward family is uh, horse wranglers. Mm-hmm. You no, know, they're animal trainers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, the that that Ander, the the antlers character is just meant to be like that guy who has been swallowed up by Hollywood. He had all these dreams. Of being, you know, an artsy fartsy director, mm. but he has to fucking direct commercials with horses and yeah. old starlets. Right. I get it. Yeah, but it's just like, I mean, his name is Antlers. I don't know. Right. It just yeah. was a lot of bold choices with this character. I'm not saying I dislike <laughs> it. I just thought his character kind of stuck out like a sore thumb a little I would bit. Be it really so does. Yeah. But I like if, it. <laughs> like Jordan Peele named his character based on like someone he worked with. I, I didn't I didn't look too far mm-hmm. into it, but if someone fucking knows, I think that would be fucking brilliant if he did. Because I could I see something there, like there's that a happening. Lot of weird little easter eggs in this movie i'm yeah. sure I, I noticed a couple many of which uh i'm sure um uh, you know you'd have to watch several times over before you got but um we'll, we'll talk to talk about it just a little bit so we're we're not going to dig into every single scene here i'll just kind of do a high level you know plot um overview and then i think there's a lot of kind of themes and things that we can talk about a little bit too um mm-hmm. so anyway it starts out you, you've got um uh oj and and his dad otis um, who are um, talking about, you know, basically, you know, where they're going to kind of take the business, the family business that was built by, you know, Otis Sr. And he had really been a pioneer in the industry and he had created this business where they are, you know, training horses for uh, for for movies, you know, so they are like, you know, animal trainers to to, to the stars kind of thing. So yeah. they are training animals for movies and TV series and, and all this sorts of thing. I think um, their spiel is also really important, though, too. Mm-hmm that like they have like lineage back to some of the first um like horse trainers like in hollywood and whatnot or like Mm. even just ties to what the first person who was filmed ever was a black man on a horse and i took that as that wasn't true it may not be true but i feel like that was like their spiel but i felt like it was still tied back to what was important about i mean i I mean at the same time if we're talking about jordan peele there has to always be a lot of social commentary so let's be real Mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't do the some like again i don't know if you guys either looked into it i would have not put it past that that was actually true though that's why, like, I believe that it could have actually been. Oh, you been mean as correct. far as the actual person? Yeah, I, no, no, I think. I mean, like, the whole idea that the first, like, recorded thing could have been. It is. Yeah. Um. So that is true. Yeah. Um, but that they don't know who that 
person sure, was. Sure, sure. So their lineage, yes, that might have been like a little bit of like like a I mean, in there. real life, they don't know who it is. But sure. I mean, I, I'm saying in the movie. So anyway, we're we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Um, I, I think the the okay. kind of thing we have to establish first is that Otis Senior dies, right? So so they're getting ready to like kind of make this you know big move in terms of the next you know stage of their business, and uh, you know OJ and and Otis Senior are kind of out you know w- with the horses, and all of a sudden. Uh, he just kind of, you know, they, they hear this kind of crazy noise and this wind and all of a sudden all of these objects that you can't really see what they are, just start hitting the ground all around them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, Otis senior just kind of slumps over, falls off his horse. Um, they, you know, OJ rushes him to the hospital, he dies and they find out that it was a, a coin. I think it was a quarter mm-hmm. or a nickel, mm-hmm. um, just, dr- just, sh- basically was launched from the sky straight down through his skull and killed him. Um, so, uh, they think it was, you know, some debris that fell from a plane or something. like some freak accident, but a bunch of things fell from the plane, including mm-hmm. a key that hit the horse and stuck into the horse. And yeah. yeah, all these little pieces of, of metal, which you have no idea where this comes from at this point. Um, so now all of a sudden, uh, OJ and, and, uh, Emerald are, are, you know, trying to like pick up the, the pieces of the family business and figure out how to bring it to life. And then, um, you know, they go into this commercial, you know, this is several months later and OJ has no idea how to talk to people. Um, he doesn't, you know, he's not a, a showman. He's not a flashy person. He's very much a behind the scenes kind of guy. Emerald is the, is the, the face of the business now. And she's just basically repeating verbatim her, her father's spiel, you know, that he kind of says at the beginning of the production, one of which is talking to them about, um, you know, the fact that the first person that was ever, um, you know, basically the pictures that were taken that were assembled to make the first ever motion picture, um, was a, um, uh, an African-American jockey on a horse. And they're saying that that person was their great, great, great grandfather or whatever, which uh, I, I kind of took, like, I know they never come out and say this, but I guess I took it as because there is so much commentary about the entertainment industry and, and the, like, you know, kind of like willingness to just kind of do anything to, you know, uh, uh, almost like monetize your, your own trauma, your, your, your family, anything to kind of make it work in this industry and the necessity to do that. I took it as their dad made up an attractive story to get people's attention. Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. I just, I just think it was more so just like with the whole social commentary for the whole film, like that I was getting at was that that story was really important to understand that like with where Hollywood is today, them bringing Mm -hmm. that story up everywhere they go though, I think it's Mm -hmm. still really important to like showcasing how like even like a lot of whiteness like tends like just like overshadow what happens mm-hmm. actually in society in Hollywood specifically. So that was yeah. like really what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah I get you. It, there, there's also like another side to that of like how that just this storytelling of you know things being half remembered and ha- uh, and repeated is you get it with um, Stephen Yun's character yeah. Yeah. later on in the film where he's where he's telling the story of his trauma. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's very possible that the way he's remembering it isn't, you know, as, but it makes for a good story. Yeah. So, yeah. And he very much like it. it, Yeah. Well, we get, cause there's actually a really interesting, so I guess we do learn about that pretty early on. You get these like clips of, um, this, 
That was what you we know, opened with. We opened the movie with like a clip from that Gordy's place. Yeah, TV set, or, and and there's there's you know you don't know anything about it at this point, but it, it was from a, uh, a a made up for the movie, um, but a supposedly short lived um, sitcom in the late nineties called Gordy's Home or Gordy's House. Was it Gord- like Gordy's Home? Yeah. Gordy's Home. Um, and uh, you don't know much about it. But and you, and you know, something like bad happened on the set. You ultimately learn, you know, by this kind of almost wraparound narrative or like be it almost, I think, wraps into this overarching uh, narrative or theme of the story, which is like basically when you don't respect the people and animals and anything, the you know, if you don't respect the 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 people and things that you depend on you in lose sight of that you ultimately you know fuck yourself kind of um mm-hmm. but anyway he they had this chimp on set that just like lost it and murdered what like three people or at least two people uh Mur- murdered two and then uh oh and disfigured. severely disfigured yeah disfigured another yeah mm-hmm. which um which is kind of interesting so you you come to learn that the kind of neighbor of the the haywood farm is this uh this jupe character played by steven uh young and he was the one of the child actors on that show and was a survivor and came out you know un unharmed but had a very traumatic experience associated with it that you kind of relive through his eyes um but then he's also like very very willing to like whore out his own trauma for the yeah. for the public and he talks about how he he has this kind of weird little shrine to the show in his office that's like hidden and he paid some like european couple paid him like 50 grand to like yeah. spend the night in there and like all this stuff so and then of course you know we'll get to where he his ultimate you know, fall off happens and it's very much in in the same vein but um you know they're trying to kind of save the save the uh the farm um and so uh, oj and oj and emerald oh, are trying to save the farm and yeah. they're dealing with jupiter's character yeah. right they're Just dealing the, with with uh with jupiter jupiter's character and um so anyway uh you know uh, oj sees some weird stuff right out one night one of the his you know sister is kind of coming back into the fray she's been kind of like on the outside she's trying to do her own thing becoming like finding her way in hollywood and everywhere and she comes over and they kind of have this like very loving relationship but it's also like he's like i'm staying behind fixing the trying to fix this and you're out you know kind of chasing your dreams so there's a little maybe resentment there i'm not sure um but she comes over and they see that one of the horses was out and then um uh that's kind of the first glimpse when he goes out to put the horse in that oj sees this kind of something in the sky mm-hmm. um so yeah i don't know if you you guys like did you pick up on right away like kind of what we were looking at it it, it i you know it, it was it was not real clear i don't know I, I, I like intentionally so there was a lot of like um, I, I like that there was a slow build. I liked it. Um, like throughout the beginning, we're getting hints of things that we know are going to be important because it all does come together. And I feel like mm-hmm. Jordan Peele, Peele is like such a brilliant um, director in that way. Um, I did not necessarily pick up on a lot of that, like that there was something crazy. I kind of went into it being like, I'm going to wait for them to tell me like what's actually happening. But I think it was, it was a perfect way to like start it. And when we get to, when we actually find out what all this is 
coming. I kind of, my feelings changed a little bit, but uh, up leading up to that point, I really enjoyed getting like the little bit of like nuggets of things. Like we're learning a little bit about Jupiter's character. We're learning a little bit more about the farm along the way. And you kind of start like, do I want to make an assumption right now? Do I no, no, I don't, I don't yet. Because even when the shit was falling from the, the sky, and you start, you're like, this is weird. And I went into it knowing that there might be certain like alien ish type fucking things going on. But I didn't know. I, I just from even people suggesting like, don't go into it with any expectations. And I think that was the best way to do it. So up to this point of what we're talking about, I think they're, they're, they did a great job, like building the story to let us get to know these characters a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're a type of person who wants to make assumptions, you may, but like you don't have to yeah i Mm -hmm. i I like it in what you're saying meg is like that you get little nuggets of stuff and there is a lot of misdirect that is directed towards jupe's character uh because there's so many different events that are around him because you see like something is happening at jupiter's claim one night you get uh you know when he tells the story uh, uh, from his perspective of what happened on Gordy's home, there's like there's there's this really weird, uh, uh, just kind of, and it's maybe like a false memory of his, but like he remembers the shoe that is standing up, uh, stri- standing upright, yeah. 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 <laughs> Which I re- I really wanted to like understand that a little bit more and like so, try to do a little bit of re- get, keep yeah. Going. So, so I think so I think what that is is like I said I think it's just a thing misremembered because the other thing mm. that is more important to uh, more important to that story and like what is kind of ultimately the downfall of him as a person is like he's remembering this. Uh, while the while the chimp is going crazy on set, it's literally just attacking everybody, and then mm. he's under the table, and the chimp sees him, and comes right. over, and like he has this memory of the chimp not going to attack him. He thinks mm-hmm. it was reaching out yeah, for a nuts. Yeah, he thinks it was reaching out for a fist bump, which he says they invented. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was like that was almost like their. Their little thing on the show. I like how you just said that. I like because that actually makes a lot of sense. That like even if we talk about children, like child actors, like having so much trauma that if he thinks that the only way that he could explain this behavior is like somehow aliens and that shoe being part yeah. of it. Well, maybe it was um, just aliens, and, or he just saw it as like a miracle thing, or just like you know sure. what? He, I think he thinks he's blessed is what it is overall. Okay, which is why he thinks he can control what we find out out in the end sure you know what i just kind of made the connection that i think the shoe standing up is mm-hmm. he has the shoe in his office oh yeah and yeah he has yeah. it mounted in right. that position so it's sure. part of the story right. so the shoe exists in his world now as being mounted in a frame on the wall for the weird you know uh obsessionist people who he basically pays you know that pay him to come see all this stuff um and so that shoe is like this symbol of he has built this story into a money-making scheme, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. But, he doesn't, yeah. but that, the only thing yeah. that I don't like about that theory, the only thing is that like because he doesn't actually talk about the story, that like if he would have been so uh, bold as to like be like, I saw this shoe standing up and it was actually part of his story, 
I, like he just, well, we didn't hear well, I think them the say shoe that, only you know? exists. The only part of, cause he had a hit under the table. Right. So right. I think in real life, the only thing he never saw anything. Okay. So, so all this stuff that he's making up in his head about people getting, you know, that whole scene that is, is fabricated by his brain. And the only part that isn't fabricated is the shoe because he has seen that because he obtained it later. Yeah. Mm. And I, I, I think it's less, I think he did see pretty much everything happen, mm. but I think what he didn't recognize was that he actually was about to be attacked and, you know, maybe he saw the shoe, maybe he misremembered it. And I think it's just because over time he kept retelling the same story over and over. Mm. Like Meg, you said, you said we don't hear him say he saw the shoe, you know, Yeah. but I think that's just within the editing of the film because sure. like okay. he start he starts the story, the flashback mm. and then we watch it happen real time. So I think maybe he mentions it when he's telling the story to others because, you know, now he has this trophy that he has this like, core central thing that he's focused on and maybe it was that way maybe it wasn't mm -hmm. but now it's become so ingrained in the retelling of that story to people mm -hmm. when he's trying to make money and everything so i don't think it's i don't think it's a malicious you know uh retelling of the story i think it's just something that he's so ingrained in himself because sure. mm -hmm. he does it again when he retells like he, he's praising the fake snl skit right that was oh, yeah like and he has like such flowerly you know like reverence mm -hmm. for a fucking snl skit yeah yeah he, and he's starring chris about, Kattan. he's what talking about he? chris Kattan like he's jesus christ but what he yeah. says right. out loud yeah. versus what we see in like the flashbacks and what we see on his face they're clearly just two separate things which is why i just think like whatever he can say out loud it makes sense to him and however he has mm -hmm. to tell the story but like the relics just being there are just part of that trauma that I think, oh, yeah. I think I think it's just part of the trauma so he sees yeah, yeah. that he could very well just have been like I found this shoe was just on the set or this shoe was because uh, we didn't they didn't talk about it a lot and again I'm jumping ahead just to talk about the one clip where um, the one actress from the show was at that final show so like mm -hmm. I, I wonder if that was her shoe so like again um, no I think it was the mother's shoe okay okay yeah. Um, it's just like he has these relics and stuff that he can create a story around based on the drama so that a he's making a money making story B he also is able to just cope with the trauma of it all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely it's definitely a coping thing. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That's why he keeps it around. But also he sees the value in it. Sure. So it, it, totally. he you know and again that's part of Hollywood of like selling your trauma selling sell your you know your, yeah. sell your most personal things to yeah. you know tmz you know like most people don't want their fucking divorces out there but like how many times do we hear about divorces and breakups and totally. everything and, and and that all gets leaked into the media mm -hmm. you know no so yeah cares. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. I don't want to keep like, there's so much more to this movie that I want to keep talking yeah. about. Well, there's, yeah, the, this movie is so huge in oh. the scope and it's it, like the way it weaves things together. I'm sure we'll actually at the end, we'll probably come back to this Gordy's home scene because it's something I noticed. But yeah, yeah. let's move well. on. Yeah. Um, so so, um, you know, we should say that Jupe's character next door, he's kind of created this like little mini Wild West themed 
you know, oh, like a tiny little theme kid park. Sheriff. Almost like a he was the kid tourist. sheriff. <laughs> he was yeah, the kid like sheriff. <laughs> yeah, it's like a tourist <laughs> trap type. Not tourist. Yeah. yeah, like a tourist yeah, trap a type trap. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, out, out in the middle of the desert. Um, so he's got this big, you know, he's got this whole like set, Main Street, and actors and rides and the whole nine yards, you know, that's kind of right, right beside them. Um, so, um, you know, so you have these couple of kind of creepy experiences where um, – uh, OJ and Emerald uh, are starting to see something mm-hmm. um, in the sky uh, and they decide, you know, we're going to get this on camera. We're going to get a shot of this. We're going to, you know, no one's been able to do this. We're going to, you know, go get a surveillance system. Um, we should probably mention that they've learned at this point because of the first time they saw it, that it basically shuts down all electronics. There's mm-hmm. some sort of... Um, you know, mechanical or not mechanical, a magnetic field type situation that exists when this entity is present. And then, um, you know, it shuts down, uh, you know, lights, cell phones, everything. Alien 101, honestly. Straight up (laughs) alien shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, they go and, uh, go to the local, uh, you know, whatever the, the Southern California version of Best Buy is. What? Can we just talk about your two seconds too? I wonder if Jordan Peele did have any sort of um, like hint or wanted to bring in any sort of elements. And I, again, didn't look this up. So I'm making this up. Uh, what was that <laughs> one ranch? Is it, it's like Blackwater Ranch, like Skidwalker Ranch, Skidwalker Skin. Ranch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like I wonder well, if that's he wanted, I thought like, this that was, was like a Wendigo, Wendigo, Wendigo type of thing at first. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking, but yeah, yeah Skinwalker been- Ranch has like everything on it. It has wearables, it has Wendigos, it has <laughs> yeah. UFOs. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm just like yeah, because I just remember when I like heard maybe Damn, a lab podcast type thing. <laughs> it was just like that whole like camera recording thing. Great job. I mean, again, I do think it's like an Alien 101 thing, but like mm-hmm. that yeah. was a great example of even just like that being whatever uh, a story for that actually maybe happened. Oh, for sure. I don't know yeah. into this being yeah. a movie and, if, and stuff like that yeah and if anybody's interested in looking into more UFO stuff like there's plenty of Skinwalker Ranch stuff out there but yeah. if you've never heard of it go look into it there's a lot it's of fun, fun. it's fun <laughs> it's seriously i mean it's fun like in if yeah if you're into conspiracies and like all that crazy shit so yeah it's, it's like bigfoot making out with fucking men in black <laughs> yeah, i would love that that would be actually yeah. a great porn yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of that out there. Um, so they, uh, so yeah, they 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 go in and uh, go to the local, you know, electronic store or whatever, and they get these really fancy cameras to send up. And you know, the whole idea is like they're almost kind of. This is kind of a last ditch effort, you know, from a financial standpoint for them. Uh, you know, they're spending a lot of the remaining of their remainder of their, you know, savings to to buy these um, these cameras. And Emerald has no interest in she wants to sell the ranch. She doesn't want to work on the ranch. She doesn't want anything to do with it. And of course, OJ is kind of like trying to like preserve his father's legacy a little bit. So um, this is a, uh, you know, a bit of a last ditch effort. Um, but they meet this guy again. We talked about Angel. Who's kind of this like, uh, like, not passive aggressive. I feel like he doesn't have much going on in his life. You know, he yeah. just he like wants some excitement, and I don't know, kind of a deadbeat a little bit. Yeah, he he's got the, he's like condescending. I guess is the way yeah. is the question to them as like this this kind of tech nerd and. 
uh, basically he talks them into having him come out and install everything, which he does, and then gets really curious. And they're basically like, no, fuck you. See you later. Bye. Um, and then he just kind of a tool, though, like you're just like, yeah, he, they don't he, want him around. They're like, don't no, he's come a back. total douchebag. Like, he's like talking about how he dated Debbie a model and she a, broke up with yeah, him. Debbie, and, well, I guess Debbie maybe like still would have been a good appropriate but no he just like he's super annoying and just like a know-it-all and you're like i like you said you 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 want to hate him so bad but Mm -hmm. then like when he's actually helpful he's super helpful he's like trying to hang out and like hey can i like whatever and he's like she's like uh and and he's kind of demoralized and going back to the van to leave and he's like uh my supervisor is gonna call and she's like Five stars, Angel. You got it. Like, <laughs> basically, like, fuck off. Okay, it. we'll take care of you. Um, so, uh, yeah, anyway, um, he hacks into their camera and he sees um, some shit that's happening when they basically uh, decide they are going to, um, you know, try to lure this this UFO out once again uh, because they are learning that it wants to, you know, basically, uh, uh, you know, uh, some sort of they, they're not really sure what brings it out quite yet um but turns out they have this set up so one camera that's pointing toward the sky from like kind of one side of the of the ranch and then one from the other side so that if the electricity goes out on one side then the other side will stay on and get it mm-hmm. um but then this whole kind of like comedy of errors type situation where the one camera goes out because of the uh, magnetic field and then the other camera is got a prey mantis on it like staring at them which is like a cool little jump you know there's a little jump scare but there's just like a prey mantis on Mm -hmm. the you know on on the camera so um she goes out and tries to knock it off and it's a whole thing um basically angel figures out from studying the tape because he's basically like eavesdropping on them through the camera feeds that uh there is a cloud in the sky that does not move at all despite this like wide open area and these like fast moving clouds there's one little cloud that does not move he comes out basically like intrudes upon them and explains that and then they quickly learn that this ufo is kind of hiding in the clouds specifically behind this one cloud that does Mm. not move that is obviously some sort of like fake cloud that it has Force created of sorts or it's like yeah. home base yeah it's, it's i think actually it's like it's i don't want to jump i don't want to actually want to get it i think the cloud might be its spaceship okay hmm. okay might be might be all right yeah we'll we'll, we'll circle yeah, back I around know, I, don't, like, I don't want to give it away fame yeah yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so um so he comes out and then they decide uh um you know it's 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 again this whole thing on like how the the kind of you know predatory nature of the entertainment business works emerald who she's the only one who like she wants to play the game she's the eager one that hasn't been you know chewed up and spit out by the industry yet so she she is like the eager person who doesn't is not scared not scared to ask not, not scared, scared to bother people she ain't scared of any of that she calls up <laughs> this uh you know she calls up uh antlers holst uh and basically says like she kind of gives him a, a a shitty pitch about how to come out you know hey you need to come out here and see this yeah uh he basically says like fuck off you know see you later fast forward a little bit jupiter you come to realize that he has been observing this phenomena in the sky along with his family for months now and also buying and, these horses yes and he has been to it yes we, i forgot <laughs> about that yes yeah, so he keeps buying horses from um 
from OJ. From, from OJ. OJ. Yeah. yeah. And 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 you don't get this, you know, at the time, but Steve, you kind of mentioned there's a lot of like misdirect with with Jupe because mm-hmm. at this one point, you know, when he's basically selling horses to Jupe uh to make ends meet, um he is expecting that he's going to buy them back. Right. right. So he even says to him something like, "Hey, I'd like to, you know, discuss a path to potentially buy the horses back at some point." Right. And yeah. Jupe's like very cagey he's just like about that. It, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. he's assuming for the shows. That, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and you think at that time Jupe is just being cagey because he doesn't believe OJ will ever come up with the money, right? right. Not that he's been feeding the horses to the yeah, sky. Like, I don't have a horse <laughs> to get back to you. Yes, Whoopsie I've been feeding daisy. these horses to the sky. Um, so now he goes. He he has. These are um, Jesus the, horses, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They let listen. Let um, Jesus take the reins. That's all. I, that's oh, what God. I say every, every Jesus day, take all the day. Wheel here. Yeah. Um, so he has this crowd, which is a, a pretty pathetic little crowd. I mean, maybe there's like. Couldn't be more than about 20. I think they say 40 people total, yeah, including yeah. all the staff and him and everybody in his yeah, family. Staff. And then I think there were just some other park goers as well that were. Yeah, they weren't at the show. They were just milling about. But yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they're kind of standing in these these, you know, uh, grandstands. And he's got uh, and he gives this big, you know, showman style speech about you're going to be changed forever after today and basically says we got a goddamn UFO in the sky and it's been coming down at this time every day to eat a dang horse or every Friday or whatever to eat a dang horse and within the hour you're going to see it. Well, then it shows up a little early. He opens the gate, tries to get the horse out to, you know, basically you know, it's like the goat in Jurassic Park kind of situation. Mm -hmm. Um, But instead, this entity comes down and sucks him up and all the people at the park. And yeah. uh, and and you get a feeling now that this thing, which you thought was like a classic damn flying, so, dying, you know, flying saucer type situation. Can we just say it because we learn it within the next five, ten minutes of what the fuck this thing is. Well, you you figure it out right now because he sucks he sucks them up. But I think it's when OJ comes, you have he like he's the one who's kind of like I see what this thing is actually doing because yes, it's trying but, to do to me. But at this point is when you see because at this up until this point you think it's a it's a damn flying sorcerer. Right. But then what happens is he's, <laughs> they suck everything up and you see some of the people, including uh, Jupe's wife, in the like intestinal track (laughs) for lack of a better term (laughs) of this creature so now everything comes together because you're like oh all the things flying from the sky are the things it can't digest and it's just shitting them out or whatever yeah yeah Yeah. i something else (sighs) i just want to pause on this rodeo scene is uh and it just again speaks to like trauma and the way like hollywood chews people up is in attendance is Jupe's co-star from Gordy's home, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Ellie Joe, and mm-hmm. she she's sitting in the audience, and she has this veil over her face and like a glove on her hand because she's obvious she was obviously attacked and mm-hmm. disfigured by Gordy, mm-hmm. uh, but also she's wearing a sweatshirt with her face mm-hmm. from when she was a child star, yeah. So like she still wants the recognition yeah. of like who she is. Yeah. yeah. And like who she was. Maybe that's and like, like the translation of the veil thing going on where like I am going to cover my face, but I'm going to show you who I am. And that, that's mm-hmm. what I maybe you exactly said that. But like that's kind of 
that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense in all the trauma of it all is that well, you're still like trained to want to have that attention. Mm-hmm. And, and she just wants people to remember her how she was right like they don't want to she doesn't want them to look on her face which is like skeletal and eaten down oh, yeah. to the bone mm-hmm. she wants people to remember her as america's hey, up-and-coming young little sweetheart from gordy's home remember that everyone dies and this next scene shows that everyone fucking dies so fuck oh, it, yeah. Fuck it everyone, yeah everybody gets swallowed up anyway everyone well, gets he, swallowed up into an alien intestine little track and spit out yeah. if they're not good enough sucked up <laughs> to an alien bunghole um, Ooh, this, is like the, that. this is the uh the other really interesting thing about this and and we can talk a little bit more about it at the end but i i think it's meant worth bringing up now is this is based on a real story um the 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 person who gets attacked by the the chimp um there was a a care a, a woman back in I, I want to say in the nineties. I'm not sure exactly what I've, the time frame was. Man, I thought it was the two thousands. It might have been two thousands, but her name is Charlotte Travis is Nash. a menace though. <laughs> yeah, Charlotte Charlotte Nash is her mm. name, and she got mauled by an, an a, a, a Hollywood chimp uh, named Travis, who she was the owner and trainer, I believe of. Um, Wait. And, Oh, maybe I I don't know. Keep going, but Was I just Travis, I thought. Am I getting two stories together? Well, no, but I thought I thought blinded. I, I see this I right thought, now. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was the owner's friend. That Maybe was attacked was by Travis. Friend. I actually have this right now up. Right, it's like in 1995, in real life, chimp- chimpanzee was taken from his mother as a baby and sold to a Connecticut couple, Sandra and Jerome Harold, who named him Travis and raised him to wear clothes, drink wine, eat at the table, <laughs> and sleep in the bed with him. Um, mm-hmm. In 2009, reportedly triggered by a red Elmo doll, Sandra Harold's friend Charlotte Nash was holding yep. Travis Charge Nash in a shocking molly attack, and the woman was left blinded, uh, hands, nose, lips, and face severely injured. Yeah. 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 So the, the, the interesting part about this is she was on Oprah, which they talk about wanting to get this stuff on Oprah, mm-hmm. and she wore essentially the same type of like shawl type of thing. Yep. Yeah, the shawl and the... It was the glove that like stuck yeah. out to me because I remember mm-hmm. she also had like this specialized glove that she wore to she maintain maintain the too. idea. Yeah, yeah. Or to maintain the idea that like she had a full hand, yeah. like mm-hmm. but she doesn't. Um, yeah. yeah, Travis was a menace, and like he was he they those owners fed him wine, like you said, Meg. But also he was like hopped up on like people antidepressants what that's they they kept them well, okay, like okay, all kinds of drugged and crazy okay, i have a weird this is like a weird sorry story that i will try to keep as brief as possible like my stepmom had a friend who for a period of time she might she was like going to exotic animal auctions and ended up getting this uh smaller monkey and uh for one like weekend my stepmom was uh, like babysitting it so we were hanging around it again it's weird mon- monkey sitting please okay. monkey sitting <laughs> we're monkey sitting <laughs> I, there are some pictures that exist out there i will show them to you at some point anywho but like she ended up at I hope one this point story never ends. <laughs> <laughs> um no okay side story to this side can you story talk slower is- <laughs> can you talk slower <laughs> You're going too um, fast. We want to hear the monkey sitting story. Yeah, I feel like I'm. I feel like Willy Wonka is like suspense is killing me. I'm yeah. gonna laugh. Okay, so I do a story to the side story before I get to like why this monkey is not in that person's life. Uh, part of this monkey sitting, um, my mom put the monkey on my brother when he's sleeping, and the monkey starts playing with his nipples. <laughs> 
and like my brother's like woke up but he's like one of those aggressive people to wake up where he like it might punch someone yeah. <laughs> he woke up inappropriately didn't punch anyone didn't punch the monkey or anything but this was just a really funny thing that the monkey literally went to his nipples anywho what your mom at- let a monkey molest your brother while you were sleeping that's the headline that's how the headline reads meg is burying the lead like three yeah. times over local woman allows monkey to molest photo. children i'm gonna find a photo for you guys so to show you if this story exists um but no okay so the what i was actually getting at is and why this whole travis and thing like makes sense is like all these animals aren't meant to live in captivity, really. Yeah. So no, like, at, at one point, they will just naturally get more aggressive because that's in their fucking nature because they've gotten fucking testosterone and hormones and all this other shit. And so it's like to try to keep something like that in captivity, which is also why I had a conversation where I was saying why I don't even like zoos and stuff like that. So these animals just like have to exist how they need to exist. So if you're giving them fucking drugs just so they can exist with you and you're deciding to have this exotic animal as a pet, you're fucked up. It's basically what I'm saying. If mm-hmm. we have any listeners who have exotic animals, I'm like, fuck off. I think it's but stupid. what happened to the other monkey? What? <laughs> no, she put it. She sent it back to an auction and no longer. I had it. She didn't say, oh, it. Yeah. we like, cooked it, was, made it. No, that, that's what I'm saying is that like she knew like I remember my someone telling me about this and that she didn't have it very long because she learned about this that at some point it will naturally get very aggressive so she mm-hmm. was like worried about that okay and like mm-hmm. had it like got got rid of it and then once it gets all aggressive and stuff it makes the meat not taste that good yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it, like how are you gonna Mike, make what monkey about the brains, sausage though? what about the brains isn't it the well, whole like I, Indiana listen, Jones, the native like, americans the they used every part of the monkey yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah so. it's, it's shameful <laughs> to just I, crack like, its skull open and eat the brain tell you guys these are ridiculous things that happen that i this kind of sometimes why don't you yeah it's enthralling I want to I want to see the pictures of the monkey will, in a little cowboy a outfit riding horses at your house. The, okay, that that didn't happen. I definitely just yeah, have a picture of the monkey. Mind. I did yeah. not expect starting today's podcast <laughs> going in to lead to a story of a monkey molested my brother. <laughs> <laughs> that that time when a monkey molested my brother. Yeah. That is a real fucked up goosebumps title. <laughs> that summer a monkey molested my brother um uh yeah so so where the fuck were we at in oh, two fucking nose. We're, pa- um, we're past the rodeo we're past the rodeo um yeah so i guess uh what happens is the uh, antlers holst um hears about the 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 incident at um at jupiter's claim um they have no idea what happened, but right. he can, makes the connection right away. Ah, shit. This is the, this is what, this is those people who called me because it's, he's thinking about it still. So he says, Hey, I'll come out. Right. And he comes out and brings his camera, which is a hand crank camera. It doesn't need electricity that he built himself, which is, you know, which was kind of cool, a cool element there. Yeah. I thought that's the other thing that just like harkens back to him being this. And I, I don't want to say he's a complete like Lars Van Schreer. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah, more of that than than yeah. yeah. But he, like he's close. He's close to that because every time you see him working on something that wasn't on the set, he's he's constantly working on like this weird documentary predator footage. Yeah, and he's he's editing it on like a reel to reel. Yeah, 
mm-hmm. like a real old school editing deck. Almost like pathologically. Yeah. You know, he's sitting there just like clicking it back and forth. And it's it's the same clip over and over and over again of like a boa constrictor, like like squeezing a tiger or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's like yeah. It's, I mean, he has like a bunch of clips of just animals attacking each other. And yeah. like he's just watching it over and over again. And he's like, there's like clips of like the animals like looking directly into the camera as they attack their mm-hmm. prey and mm-hmm. you know and he's just like he's being a weird scandinavian creep yeah um, <laughs> excuse me excuse me <laughs> you know and just but yeah it feels like a laura's rancher like dogma 94 fucking ripoff of you know like i do everything old school when i when i can mm-hmm. but i have to fucking do shitty commercial stuff for money and, and that's what he and, even says. Yeah. He says, yeah, he like, says. one for them, one for me. Kind yes. of right, thing. exactly. Um, yeah, so. Uh, so he says, okay, I'll come out. So they get out and they start formulating a plan about how they're going to, uh, which I thought Can was I really. I, like, what, I, I know you're about to jump into this, but like, this is the moment for me, what I was kind of mentioning earlier on, that I was like, things kind of t- turned, is mm-hmm. that it almost felt like. I feel like when this conflict arises in this film, they went from like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on? It's just crazy to holy shit. We actually have a plan. And I, it was a weird moment for me. And I don't know how you guys felt. So like that second half of the film, like I loved all of it. I thought it was great. I thought it was fun. But like at the same time, I was like, how did they just like instantly get this cool, calm collective. We now have everything figured out. We have a plan immediately of how to deal with this. Yeah. I mean, I, but I, I know I saw, I know the nuggets of like how they learned about <clears throat> the alien and they understand how to fight it, but it just felt like it happened too fast. I felt like there might've been just like a small, maybe five, 10 minutes that could have made it feel less like this immediate pivot. I don't know how if you did you yeah, guys it feel was that way pretty at all? abrupt. I think it was pretty abrupt, but it, it, you know, I took it as like, okay, dad's back. Like, cause that was the mm. thing before is like OJ didn't know he couldn't run things on his own. He's not uh he he's not necess- he doesn't have that like leadership, organizational so leadership smart, type know? of thing. Yeah. yeah. He's smart. He's like brave. He's, you know, uh, you know, he connects with the animals. Yeah. You know, he's like the pack leader type of thing, but he's a lead by example guy, not a like, let's, you know, right. sit down and figure this out kind of guy. And, yeah. and, and of course the other two aren't either. So all of a sudden, uh, antlers shows up and now he's like, He's the general and he's going, okay, you tell me, how are we going to do this? You know, Um, he knows nothing about the thing that they've experienced. Whereas OJ, I feel like experienced most of the alien. um, Like he, he's the one who was like, holy shit, this is how my fucking dad died. This is, I watch it like eating all of these pieces that it can't digest. And this mm-hmm. is why it's like trying to hurt us almost mm-hmm. in a yeah. way. Yeah. And Antlers is the director. I mean, he right. ro- he comes into the director role. Sure. So he's like, I am going to set up where people are going to be, where the shots are going to be. You're going to be, you know, essentially doing the stunt. You know, here's all the, so he comes in and he's like, now he's the director I think, mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Right. And, and also just like you're talking about how it feels like a sudden turn, but I would say like OJ is the first one to recognize that it's not a UFO mm-hmm. spaceship. It's a predator. 
Right. And so like because the, he it is itself an alien, which is why I suggest that maybe the cloud is somehow this camouflage for its own. Yeah. Spaceship. I don't even know that it's an alien. It's de- I, how could you not think it's like an actual entity? I, I, it is, but it could be terrestrial. Yeah, it may Wait, be what just did something you say? we terrestrial. What terrestrial? Terrestrial. Something, oh. something we've just never seen before. But, yeah, but, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, but so like OJ is the first one to recognize that it's a predator, and so he like he is the one that always trained with his dad, like, mm-hmm. which is part of em- Emerald's character as to why she hasn't been chewed up by Hollywood yet because mm-hmm. she, uh, her dad wasn't taking her out and right. training her. It, it was mm-hmm. OJ from the start, but OJ has the most experience working with animals. And then when antlers comes on the scene, he also has a, obviously a lot of experience, you know, with filming and dealing with predators. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like the two of them, I, I yeah, I just didn't take it as, that sudden because you okay. know OJ, like, OJ knows how to train and antlers knows how to film so maybe I was more ignorant not ignorant like or ignoring I because I hear what you're saying is that like I think maybe that's the subtlety of OJ's character being so quiet that mm-hmm. he was watching all those things so like he oh, yeah. instinct more instinctually knows yeah. how to handle a prey or a predator versus like, you know, like he knows, he knows animals, which is what he's mm-hmm. kept saying. So maybe I just was ignoring that yeah. fact. And maybe well, that's and why also, there's so a montage and a montage solves all. That <laughs> <laughs> covers up a lot of problems. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, yeah, they, they kind of set things up and I, I thought it was kind of cool um, that they have, it's almost like a heist, but I mean, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a, uh, it's, it's a movie. They're trying to get a shot. You know, so they have their cinematographer slash director, the the auteur. They have, um, you know, the uh, the um, the uh, the tech guy. Yeah, Angel would be like the camera camera assistant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's the one he, ta- he's taking the mags off the 16 millimeter and you know, right. And he, said, and he one. said he wired up all the wacky wild and arm flaming inflatable tube man, mm-hmm. which which is a I thought was pretty cool. And I mean, this is. This movie we we can get to it at the end, but like the writing is so good in so, this movie. It's such a well written movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have this thing of basically they can kind of tell where it's going to show up in this like valley mm-hmm. by they have all these wild wacky arm flailing inflatable tube men that they st- stole from the I car love dealership. That. I thought that was so fun. <laughs> and, yeah. and they laid them out everywhere. So when they go down, that means. Okay, the 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 magnetic field yeah, is kind of hovering it, over yeah. that area, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. Um, so they get ready to to do the shot. They've got everyone in position, and then, as you might imagine, shit kind of hits the fan. Most mostly right off the bat because this like dickhead, you know, which they say he's from TMZ, yeah. which I don't know if they ever establish he is actually from TMZ, but he's like a a tabloid kind of right. freelance. It's just tabloid like the most guy. popular one that like yeah. if someone yeah. said it. They'd fucking know. Also, I, I just I, I love this character they introduced because it's such a spaceman that they <laughs> yeah. bring in. Like he, yeah. he comes in. He has like this completely mirrored helmet. He's riding yeah. an electric bike mm-hmm. and like he like he sounds half alien filtered through the helmet. Yeah. You know, it, it's just like a really funny like thing of just like a He's man like from another world. Straight up. Yeah. Fifties sci-fi flick character, mm-hmm. almost. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty bizarre. So he's the kind of guy who kind of comes and fucks everything up, fucks up the plans. 
he runs, he flies down through there, which, you know, the electric bike, I mean, it makes obviously a lot of sense, but, uh, it's a boy. Is that convenient? That that was the only thing that I was like, oh, electric bike. Okay, but it's Hollywood it. and it's L.A. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, why would totally. someone not have that? Uh, yeah, it's not far fetched. Right. It's just kind of convenient, I guess. Oh, Brian, um, but you he, don't have an electric fucking <laughs> motorcycle. I don't have electric anything. My <laughs> my toothbrush is gas powered. <laughs> I'm a fucking fossil fuels till the day I die. Remember to give it an oil change. My daddy was an oil man. My daddy's daddy was an oil man. No, I'm my toilet doesn't uh, even flush. I just burn it. <laughs> <laughs> My my computer is everything I, is hooked up to a generator that I just dump gas in all day. Every day. Um, it is yeah, really so, loud. <laughs> it's the loudest computer in town. I got pipes on it and everything. Um, so, yeah, he uh, he goes flying down there to get a shot of everything. Uh, of course, he goes through the electric, <laughs> the elect, uh, electromagnetic field. It shuts his bike off and he just gets fucking ejected off the bike Um I Which, like would that. it decelerate it so that fast? That's oh, yeah. totally, totally. I mean, have, okay, maybe I don't know. Like, yeah, if a car, I don't know, I don't if, know if anything about electric bikes. If anything shuts down, it shuts down, and you're fucking done. But like, why would it get why thrown would it into him? gear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, wouldn't it just go into neutral? Well, you think it, there it would be some be, sort it of could safety be a brake system thing though? Too, maybe. Like, you know what I mean? If like it pulls yeah. the front brakes or something like that, I don't know. Maybe that's the only thing I could figure. But it just seems like it would more come to a slow roll. It would just be like, yeah, yeah, like a power <laughs> wheel. Just yeah. Can we just all relish that we all love that he did get ejected from that bike real fast? Yeah, he did oh, get for sure. Ejected. Yeah. Everyone loved guy. it, and I he was also it. like laying there him. on the ground, you know severely injured and all he could talk about was get my phone get the yes. camera why aren't you shooting this yes. and of course oj runs out to save him because uh, he's kind of the moral compass like, you know oh, here man how can i find an oj you know yeah oh he's so <laughs> you gotta go out to i mean so, you're a horse gal you cowboy and he's go to some dreamy. horse shows uh, no, not in this Go area. Go to some horse shows. What are you talking f- about? No, I'm not going to find you someone. You don't think you can find somebody like that at Big Butler Fair? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. go down it. Go down to pits. Go down to pits of Hermitage. There's probably an OJ down there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, go, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that your your <laughs> ideas of finding a very nice liberal cowboy, a are very, very strong black cowboy in the Butler County Fair, yeah, is just like low. getting me all sweaty over here. Like <laughs> there is literally, yeah. Um, I don't think there is. There are like four black people that live in Butler County, and yeah. they, ain't go, they ain't going nowhere close to the fair. Uh, for good reason um it's fucking cesspool yeah it is it's fucking cesspool um in any case uh yeah unless you want meth that's the only reason you go yeah, that's the only reason, yeah. um yeah yeah so so oj runs out to save him and he keeps saying like eyes on me eyes on me um but the guy looks right at it and and you have established at this point um i don't know if he has kind of announced it before this or after i, I think yeah he, he, he totally has yeah, yeah 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 for sure because they're already getting ready to shoot but oj has said uh you know he has figured out that he believes um that it will not attack you unless you look directly at it. Right. So he he learns that earlier when he kind of saves them and they they r- jump into the the van and kind of uh, do you know where, you know, temporarily escape. Do you know where that mm-hmm. works in the opposite is in a what? classroom? 
Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? You're like, I can't. <laughs> if you look at the, if you look at the, well, no, if you look at the, at the teacher, they'll call on you. No, but they would also, they would like oftentimes do the opposite. They're like, no, don't look at me. No, and I'm going to choose you because I know you don't want me to choose it would, you. It, it, I think it varied teacher to teacher. You just had to learn which predator to look at and which not. <laughs> well, every predator, what does OJ say in this? Like every animal has a set of rules. Yeah. 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 And so yeah, you just had to learn the rules learned. of your teachers. Yeah. I'm not going back to school. Fuck this shit. Well, some I knew I could sleep on. Some I knew I had, if I just stared them down, they'd leave me alone. <laughs> was it because you looked creepy at them? <laughs> yes. No, because it was also probably helpful that you were the biggest, like you were definitely bigger than the teacher. That too. There's no way. At second grade, you were taller than all your teachers. I would no, imagine. also you would just like pull down your glasses and look over your rent, over like the frame at mm-hmm. them real awkwardly. You're like, Steve's also, in a mood I'm I think Steve had that beard in second grade too. <laughs> Probably. It's hard to imagine not. Probably. Yeah. It just wasn't as gray. But yeah. look, yeah. if you lick your lips at your gym teacher, he won't make you fucking run the laps. He may, I thought you said if you lick your lips at your gym teacher, he won't make you fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I thought you said, and then you finished the sentence. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is getting dark. Getting dark. Um, anyway, um, let's like, yeah. If you have you have trauma to deal with, guys, like deal with it. Like go to therapy. Tr- trigger warning, guys. Trigger sorry. warning. We say some um, fucked up things. Anyway, um, so the dude, uh, uh, you know gets sucked up by the thing and OJ just says basically like, ah, sorry, because he looked right at it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, OJ kind of does this whole, you know, stare down type of situation with the thing. There's this big climactic series of scenes where there's a lot of chaos. Uh, a few different things happen. One, um, they start getting sucked up by the thing. Uh, most notably, uh, um, OJ is trying to outrun it on the horse. He kind of dives into this uh, um, this kind of um, fairing house type situation. I don't know what it is. So he's kind of trapped and isolated over there. Um, you know, Emerald kind of gets tossed around by it. So they're all injured because they've been partially sucked up and escaped um, this creature, which we should describe. Now, you, you've seen it close up in a few different instances. It does look like a... Um, a, 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 a disc, you know, your classic flying saucer, but with a, a very noticeable, uh, almost reminds me of like the mouth of a, of a stingray or something, but it's circular. I, yeah. But, but I also think like, or anything, I got this, right? um, almost like starfish, almost like even just like where it like yeah. ate from yeah. kind of reminds me of yeah. a starfish type thing. But it's um, like very, it's a disc, octopus. but then, yeah, it's uh at, at this point it's a it's it's a disc, it, but yeah, now we, you're starting to disc, see yes. that it is it, it it isn't firm though. You start to see that it's like pliable mm-hmm. in texture almost. Like it almost looks like it's made of like a like parachute fiber right. or parachute mm-hmm. material almost. Um and then uh yeah, so uh so then uh you know, fast forward a little bit, um antlers, um Basically, they they get a good shot of it, right? They believe that they've gotten a good shot of it. But then Antlers throws a big old wrench in the mix here. 
uh, by deciding that he is going to go rogue and get his like final, you know, uh, uh, piece de resistance type of shot where he actually runs up the hill with the camera and baits it to come to mm-hmm. him. And then he gets the perfect shot as it is literally That's what he wanted. I, yeah. I feel yeah. like he almost like appreciated this like predator prey mentality of sorts like even just some of the videos that we were watching like he was watching of sorts that i feel yeah. like that that was like the perfect way for him to go yeah. out even if it yeah. kind of fucked i up think the, whole the suggestion was like that maybe he was watching these clips and editing them together and was like this isn't the perspective that i want because you can't so this is how i took because he wasn't being attacked he mm-hmm. wasn't he wanted to demonstrate the desperation and fear of the prey Mm -hmm. but in those shots he couldn't separate the prey from the predator but if he is the prey Mm -hmm. right now he can he can really demonstrate that in the way that he um that he wants to so that's what he captured even a more perfect scene because the terrestrial like predator figure we're talking about cannot digest like we obviously know it cannot digest like um, you know, um, like physical things outside of like beings. Yeah, sorts. anything metal. It, it just like it should have like spit out the film. Which if I missed well, that, yeah. I was waiting for that to happen. But it, yeah, yeah, yeah they didn't show it. But I mean, it probably does. And yeah, you know, but yeah, because uh, after that, Angel is seeing he's about to be attacked. Because at this point, yeah. also the creature is kind of just uh, almost willy nilly attacking, and because mm-hmm. like it's it, definitely out of sort. Yeah. It's, it's not, not strategic. It. It's yeah. not hiding. We don't yeah. have Jupiter just feeding it, and right, so it's out of its like typical like predator prey situation. So it's not having Jupiter give it horses. Well, so now it's like out of its comfort zone. Well, so e- even it's getting even, reactive. Well, I think even beyond that though is what after uh, after OJ tries to uh, save the TMZ guy, mm. he leads the he he leads the creature on a chase. Right. to test out the uh, test out a theory and this is part of like the big shot that they get but he releases like a parachute and that throws right. the that throws the creature off right. because mm-hmm. he he caused it to have fear so he upset it he angered it mm-hmm. and yeah. then you know after angel gets sucked up angel is like wrapped himself in a tarp and barbed wire made in, made himself indigestible mm-hmm. right but this also hurts the creature Mm-hmm. So then after that, it just begins like attacking willy nilly because it's just it's lashing out mode. It's, yeah. it's going all Gordy on everyone at this point. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's gone Gordy. And it's at this point, we should Gordy. also say like if we didn't already, it went from that like saucer type uh, figure to being almost this like if we talk about a parachute, kind of look like a parachute and like mm-hmm. fanned out. We see its full figure of yeah, like this what is it when is. like. Um, it's gorgeous so, too, by the way. I kind of like how they designed it. It's a really game. interesting design. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. But yeah, OJ kind of stares it down, mm-hmm. and it's kind of this like now you need to respect me thing. So <gasps> yeah. he stands up to it, and it. I took it as it kind of flares itself out like a peacock or like a right. yeah. or like a or like a cobra or that's something. Its intimidation. That's intimidation. Yeah. I think yeah, he also that's... just says something too with like um OJ finally like he is finally maybe even stepping into that moment where he never felt like he could be his dad. And now he's kind of like finally understanding what it means to be able to like respect and understand a creature, but also have like dominance over it and be able to like control mm-hmm. what it needs to do, which is exactly 
what he's doing with like the animals that they mm-hmm. like, he basically has like a face off with yeah, it yeah. right yeah um but yeah, the yeah the design you're talking about is like Meg Yori like made allusions to it by saying like starfish or octopus, mm-hmm. but it definitely has like this undersea like sea anemone or something else like like a like a a, a jellyfish without a jellyfish tentacles. yeah jellyfish yeah. or like even lionfish. There's just mm-hmm. definitely like a lot of deep sea elements to that and like the mm-hmm. way it flares itself out like a puffer fish almost, you know, it, and it has you know its stomach comes out of itself mm-hmm. a couple times yeah. so but yeah it makes total sense with everything you guys are talking about with like when something is trying to show like scare other prey mm-hmm. or a predator like it'll mm-hmm. go into that form of like this is who the fuck i am you know was it like <laughs> did, did you guys get any because because of the idea that it kind of looks like it's made of fabric Mm-hmm. Um, or some sort of like nylon almost it looks like it's made of yeah mm-hmm. did it did it remind you guys of like I, I the first thing I thought w- thought of was like the like the dragons around Chinese New Year mm-hmm. oh yeah. okay you totally, know totally. obviously it's not nearly as anthropomorphic as that it's mm-hmm. much more it's much more um, abstract looking mm-hmm. than that but it just kind of was like this whole series of like flowing fabric yeah, yeah. yeah it was, like, like I said it was like a gorgeous but it was like figure. a fractal pattern but too, also a little terrifying. bit yeah 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 yeah, this, yes. yeah the stomach has like a fractal pattern nature to it it's it's mm. funny you just said nylon and it clicked in my brain that if you looked at this thing uh it would look like a weather balloon the yeah. like the original roswell mm, report it would yeah. be like a, it would be like a shredded weather balloon mm-hmm. totally yeah that yeah. ju- just clicked with me. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no, that's that's great. I think the whole idea is like, well, I took the, this is my interpretation. I don't know if this is correct, but well, let, let's wait. Let's get to the get through the end of the story because we're pretty yeah, much at the end here. Um, you know, they they have this kind of uh, situation where um, uh, you you then kind of shift to um, you know Emerald's perspective, and mm-hmm. you don't really know what happened to OJ when he's like backing down. He's kind of trying to run away from it. Um, she, and, and she's watching this all happen from a distance and he tells her to run to the, to the motorcycle, which is of course electric. So she's basically waiting for it to move far enough away and he's kind of pulling it away from her so that the motorcycle will start mm-hmm. and then she can take off, which yeah. she does. She blasts off in the motorcycle, runs over towards the, um, uh, Jupiter's uh, claim mm-hmm. and starts to quickly comes up with a plan uh, where um, she is going to release this giant um, uh, a set, apparently helium filled um, kind of um, Jupiter. It's a it's kid sheriff. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's Kid Sheriff. So it's it's basically like this big character, big blow up character, and it starts to fly into the sky, um, and that attracts over the creature, which um, fights with it or attempts to like fight with it. Yeah. Ultimately consumes it, and then she starts to use this this like. Um, like a wishing well wishing well camera i've seen before it's like one of those things where you go to like idlewild and you look down excuse me look down the well you put a quarter in and it takes your picture from from below yeah um so she starts taking pictures of it as it's she wanted evidence like she just was like we can't say this it didn't exist 
and then she um, and then it eats the big inflatable uh, uh, cowboy and uh, and explodes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know when it tries to consume it or whatever, and it it, it kills it. Um, and then as she's kind of laying there, like oh I did it, but she doesn't know what happened to OJ. And then all of a sudden, this like the cops, the FBI, whatever, starts to show up. So she's kind of all poised and ready to like tell her story, but she doesn't know where OJ is. But then you see OJ over in the distance. But then, did you guys think that he was alive? I think it's one of those kind of uh, uh, what what was the Christopher Nolan movie? fucking uh avatar no 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 no, no. <laughs> the, the 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 one within their dreams the, oh, oh inception God. yeah inception oh. i think it was like yeah. an inception ending in a way because mm-hmm. yeah uh what you see is you see you see oj he's out past this gate and the gate above it says out yonder right so mm. it's so is it like did he pass on right to the... he could be dead he could not be yeah yeah i well, i like i don't want him to be but i because i almost feel like it had this triumphant thing and that they were working together because exactly what she did allowed the creature to like get away mm-hmm. from him yeah. it's kind of what i i guess took it as but i think now you guys are making me like yeah it, it, that, i but, think um, i think it, yeah i think it's satisfying Whichever way you interpret it, I don't think yeah. it's. I don't I think want that's him to be big alive because well, then want... he's alive for you, Meg. I know he's alive yeah. in your heart. <laughs> he's always alive in my yeah. heart. So <laughs> I, I wanted to jump back to the the creature attacking Kid Sheriff, and okay. there's just something I noticed that was very interesting, and it, I, I don't I don't know if there was a more deeper meaning to this or if it was just fun parallel parallelism that uh, mm-hmm. Jordan Peele set up, but. Uh, Right before the creature attacks the kid sheriff, it has its stomach out and the stomach, like you mentioned, it has like this fractal pattern, but it also it's very translucent and it's translucent Mm -hmm. green. Yeah. And so you see a shot where the translucent green is cast over kid sheriff and it kind of separates the two of them. And Mm -hmm. this is right before essentially kid sheriff is eaten and then killed. If you go back to the scene with the Gordy's home flashback mm-hmm. when Jupe is hiding underneath the table yeah. the tablecloth is also this translucent mm. green and is yeah. the separation between him and Gordy right before like possibly whatever was going to happen happens so yeah. like it, mm. I think it's just like a pair like I don't know if there's some sort of green veil or something mm-hmm. like that that's like like something in like folklore or something. Yeah, I don't know if that's a thing but it's just mm. it, it's it's definitely like a parallel of like a green veil is there a, I'm trying to rack my brain here I don't like know. is there a because there's that biblical verse at the beginning um, which is basically like oh we're gonna uh, you know I'm gonna basically turn you into shit basically mm-hmm. is what the yeah what there's the, that I forget too. what the quote is I think that's just um, more tied to the Hollywoodism of like we're gonna yeah, we're gonna exploit so. you we're gonna throw filth at you but yeah, you mm-hmm. you have like Jupe who is almost definitely in danger, going to be attacked by Gordy, and he's only mm-hmm. separated by this thin piece of green, you know, fabric. And then the same thing, the predator, the 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 alien predator, finds itself in a situation where it thinks it has the upper hand on Jupe right. and attacks him. And it's, and it's right before both of them die, like or right before Gordy dies, and yeah. it's right before this the, creature dies yeah this creature gets killed because it thinks it has the upper hand mm-hmm. but it because it mm. it just sees a big 
kid sheriff. It doesn't understand that it's mm. full of helium and is just going to bust its insides. Mm. So, yeah, I just thought I, I thought it was an in- interesting parallel, but I just didn't know if there was more symbolism to it being green because it's a very specific choice. Yeah, to make them. Well, there is a and this is this is quite a um, a, a long. Sh- maybe this is quite a long shot here, but I was just Googling, you know, stuff about a green veil. And there was an anthology series that was at Tribeca um a few years ago called the green veil and it does look like the themes of this like john leguizamo and aram rapaport was in it and it's uh it's a you know seems like the very much a theme of of oppression Hmm. um so i don't know who knows yeah i Hmm. yeah i I saw the same thing when i tried to do small amount of research but i couldn't Mm -hmm. yeah i just couldn't find like a does it's certainly not a one-to-one yeah yeah i couldn't find a Hmm. good reason and just it, it it just might be knowledge that I don't have, or it just yeah. might have just been a parallel and pure decided on green. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of, there was a lot of things that I wonder because he's so like, he, he's almost, and I know he's, he's only a few films in his career, but mm-hmm. you know, obviously he's proven himself to be an incredible writer and filmmaker. Um, you know, and, and, and I almost, I don't know a lot about him personally, but I, I definitely see a lot of like Kubrick type elements mm-hmm. in his films mm-hmm. in that he's like really heavy into, you know, all the 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 stuff in the background. And, you know, there's all these little Easter eggs and and everything's tied together mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Um, so he loves like kind of weaving these webs. And I wonder if there was an element where um, this idea that he like, uh, how do I say this? Like almost a commentary on himself a little bit. Mm. And the fact that he is like kind of making a big summer blockbuster, mm. <laughs> right. like a fairly big budget summer blockbuster. I don't know what they spent on this, but this isn't a small production, you know? Yeah. Um, and like this idea of, you know, he's exploiting like these true stories um, about, uh, you know, well, especially in his first films, like obviously really, really like racially focused and you could see it as, oh, this is something where he is playing to the, um, you know, he's trying to, you know, develop awareness around these types of issues, but I'm sure he's had some internal dialogue with himself as like, I'm also making a lot of money off this, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then in this movie, he kind of f- does it almost very intentionally in that he brings up that idea of uh, Charlotte and um, that Charlotte Nash character mm-hmm. where it's, a, it's clearly a reference specifically to her right. and Oprah and all that stuff. And I wonder if it's one of those things where he's kind of like, Oh, I'm not, it's almost a nod to say like, I'm not even, I'm not immune to this either. Right. Like I'm part, I'm part totally. of this big thing. Yeah. I think it's like, yeah, I definitely can agree with that. It's like hard not to. And like the Scorpion King thing. I really like <laughs> that. So uh, th- again, I'm reading into this way too much, but first of all, they talk about how, um, that, that horse that was supposed to be, uh, Emerald's horse mm-hmm. that they trained to go to and ended up was supposed to be in the Scorpion King, but then it got cut anyway because they used camels. Anyway, the whole time uh, during the latter part of the movie, uh, during the climactic scene at least, OJ is wearing a uh, Scorpion King staff hoodie. Yeah. Like crew hoodie. <laughs> um, and when he's talking about uh, uh, you know, Chris Kattan, when, when, you know, Jupe is doing his whole thing about Chris Kattan and, um, all this stuff, he's basically describing the character 
of uh, Mango, or was it not Mango? No, it wasn't no, Mango. mango was, it was no. It was, it, it, but he just played Mr. Peepers. Mr. Peepers. Mr. Peepers. That's mm. it. And The Rock played in a sketch with Chris Kattan as Peepers, as mm. like Peeper, That's Peepers funny. Two. I think yeah. it was when like Peepers promoting, Dad or something. Pe- yeah, Peepers Dad when he was promoting Scorpion King. Yeah, That's I funny. think. So, yeah, yeah, it's um, such a that, yeah. That's such a weird like all come together, but like I I, yeah. it's definitely intentional that that was all oh, on it's his mind. Clearly yeah, intentional. Yeah. 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 Um, there, just another fun kind of Easter egg though of uh, you. You were, we were talking about the well and how you mm-hmm. know you, it's something you've seen before, but also like if you the the poster for Kid Sheriff is mm-hmm. Jupe and the two other kids looking down the well. So that's mm-hmm. why he's recreating that in his town. Oh, right. No, I missed that. Yeah, it's up in his mm-hmm. office. It's like in the mm-hmm. background. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw some something which this didn't really interest me that much, but it did say I, I did see that there was apparently on Jupe's desk a pair of scissors, just like in us. Oh, okay. Mm, like on his okay. desk. I was like, yeah. eh, that's a little on the nose, but whatever. Yeah. It's just hiding things <laughs> yeah. in plain sight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so uh um this movie ruled. Yeah. yeah, that that's really the, the I mean, that's that's the end. We kind of fade out mm-hmm. with uh, with Emerald, you know, um, and does she, you know, do, what does she do with all this information mm-hmm. and, and, and these pictures and all that? So you don't yeah. you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, you, um, she, she has probably the best, I think, the best character arc out of everybody in mm-hmm. that, uh, like we were saying, when she starts the film, she's very much trying to get in and she wants mm-hmm. to be part of the Hollywood system. But I think by the end, like she, she doesn't want that anymore. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like her encounter with the TMZ bike guy is like, yeah. you know, very much like she's trying to even warn him. She's like, you don't want to be a part of this. I yeah. got, I don't want to be a part of this, but like we're doing, this is done. And it's, it's even kind of funny when she makes the initial call to antlers. Yeah. He has a quote. I couldn't recall it. I can't. Dang it. well, it's not so much of the quote that I remember, but it's the I mean, it, he's basically saying you're chasing an impossible dream one you can't wake up from is. Yeah, that, that, that was that's the, what the he. Quote. Yeah, that's what he warns her with. But also during that call, she she's trying to do the pitch and she says, we're filming something reality. And then OJ's like, no, no, say documentary. And like right. she switches the documentary and then that kind of perks Anders up for a minute. Because mm-hmm. there's something there's something more serious. There's something more right. socially engaging about documentaries than mm-hmm. whatever the fuck else you're making. <laughs> right. Reality right. isn't there's actually real in a way. You know it. what I mean? Like right. that Hollywood mentality around it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, but in the end, that's like that's what they wind up making. They wind up making a documentary which could actually be used for social good. You know, mm-hmm. like like a lot of other documentaries are, and that's why they they have that high regard. But you know, yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. great movie. Uh, yeah, really, really great movie. I will absolutely watch it again. Mm-hmm. As as you know, I would. I mean, I mean, people are people are going a little wild, you know. And I think Jordan Peele had a had a really like he. Who knows if you know how much of this stuff is like planned with publicity and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, if if he stumbled onto this one, he he stumbled onto it really well. Which was um, there was some quote where somebody was going around, you know, Twitter saying essentially, um, you know, Jordan Peele is you know now officially the greatest horror director of all time, <laughs> and and he was like, 
you know, and his response was like, you know, delete your account or something. I forget. It was something like that. (laughs) No, everybody else was saying delete your account. Jordan Peele said, I will not stand for John Carpenter slander. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Because Um, because obviously Jordan, like, so yeah, Jordan Peele has had a great three film run so far. Um, mm. I mean, yeah, I think us is maybe the weakest of the three so far, but like, mm. I liked us better than this one to be really? honest with yeah, you. Okay. Oh, really? Well, I, I really like this movie and I, incredibly well written, mm-hmm. but I think, I don't know that it was quite as impressive of a directorial performance mm. for him or a directorial job. Mm compared to some of the other ones, but I think it was just more the nature of how it was shot and where right. it was shot. It's, it's very um, open and very flat. I think yeah. I think what you get out of Peel as a director in this film is like the performances are great. There's mm-hmm. like there's so many nice little things. Like there's one scene where like I forget who it is, but somebody's trying to tell OJ something like super important, mm-hmm. super urgent. And he just says, yep. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah he's a great character yeah. it, 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 it's a great uh, there's there was no bad performances um in this movie i don't mm. think so yeah. uh yeah i can't i can't i guess compared to us which was so, so much that's more very striking I, yeah that's I very striking like it was it actually had more terror and like even maybe when i felt like okay maybe i didn't i should have made this comparison earlier whereas i felt like even the beginning of this film had this whole like american horror story where like you know the first five episodes are terrifying and then you find out the plot and you're like no longer <laughs> scared and you just learn you're going along with the story now it's a big that, budget sci-fi yeah, flick you know now, kind of so thing now i'm just like following along and i'm here for it so whereas i felt like us was like had more terror for mm. throughout yeah. it, you know, overall. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I just, I guess my feelings towards us as far as shortcomings is like, so this film takes its time and explains everything really well and sets everything mm-hmm. up really well and even gives you like a good chunk of misdirection of thinking like Jupe is either a villain or an alien or, you know, you have a time for that. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. us has such a, like, it's such a weird underground subplot thing and i just don't feel like it's explained as well and sure. the impact doesn't no, hit as right so us is just such an ambitious movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> like that it's all that it's almost hard to write yourself out of that corner you've <laughs> you know wrote yourself or you needed into, another half hour to explain it yeah <laughs> i don't Something, know what yeah. it is about jordan peele's film so like i'm still just like eager to keep oh, witnessing yeah, sure. and experiencing whatever mm-hmm. he puts out and maybe it's even goes as far back as like key and peel type stuff like mm-hmm. where i'm like mm-hmm. that was a brilliant fucking show so it was hilarious and now we get to experience this whole other element where he does it very well like higher tiered than i would probably put a like a lot of horror movies yeah. like i you know i mean it, mm-hmm. yeah it's i mean it's all in the originality and probably this yeah. perspective i mean totally. especially with get out totally. like there's definitely films that existed before get out that were about like replacing brains you know and transferring sure. personalities Th- those yeah. existed for sure but mm-hmm. never in the way it was conceptualized totally. in that mm-hmm. film um us yeah. you know is it's crazy ambitious it's you know there's a lot going on and i think he had his own vision but for me it didn't translate as well but it, it's still fine and then like this film it has 
such great um just the way characters are set up the way everything is told and interwoven like we're talking about how there's all these themes about hollywood but then there's also just like a lot of themes about outsiderism you know, mm-hmm. of like oh, being, totally. being an outsider, like because, you know, uh, Emerald and OJ, they live on this, you know, distant ranch and they're separated from the Hollywood system. They're not a part of it. Totally. So, yeah. yeah. It, and then also just like literally talk about the social commentary of that being them being black versus like working with majority of a white staff. Mm-hmm. Um but even just like I think that allows us to have a little bit more insight into the relationship between like OJ and even understanding this predator a little bit more talking about that outsiderism. Like mm-hmm. I think he just like had this ability to get more instinctually connected with the things he's worked with, which I also was from, I think, working with horses. The way he did right. Yeah. Yeah. He's a horse boy, guys. Horses are dangerous. Horses will kill you. <laughs> yeah, that's why Meg's so smitten with OJ's character. It's just a that's just only a ho- part horse, of it. That is only part of it. You have girl. no idea. Horse, there's a horse boy for every horse girl, Meg. Don't if, worry. If OJ um, can tame a horse, he can definitely tame a Meg. So <laughs> he can definitely he can if he can tame a horse, you can definitely tame a uh, what it was a bog something. Damn it, I blew it. Witch. What was it? A bog witch. Bog hag. Bog hag. Bog hag. Dang it, I couldn't think of bog hag. I blew the joke. Um, all right. Uh, if well, you can tame a, a horse, fun. you can tame a bog hag. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, oh god! If yeah, I ever the... get on a dating app again, that's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> How has bog hag summer went? By the way, we haven't done an update on bog hag summer in a while. Uh, dry. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing you want Bog Hag Summer to be. Oh, man. You got to go get some damn bush apple then. Uh, you know what? Uh, I want you to get going in the Bog Hag Summer bed. Dry. Dry. It's just such a truth. <laughs> oh, that's that's an unsuccessful Bog Hag Summer. That's man, a shame. Life is sad. It's not over. It ain't over. It's not it ain't over. over. It ain't over till the Bog Hag. It's not over Sings, until Halloween, let's be real. <laughs> Is that when Bog Hag Summer is officially over? Uh, all right. Well, uh, like I said, uh, go check out Nope, guys. Really, really, as you, uh, I'm sure you're already aware, uh, quite a quite a fantastic flick. I'm sh- Hopefully you watched it before you listened to this. Yeah. You didn't just fucking spoil the entire thing. Yeah, you wackadoo. Yes. <laughs> you goddamn jag off. Um, but uh, yeah, so... Tune back in next week for a neater little mini soap where we're going to have a guest on, actually, uh, which should be really, really fun. Um, and then we are cowboy? going to. Um, yes, it is a cowboy. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure he'd wear a cowboy hat for you if you asked him. Um <laughs> But, um, yeah, that should be a lot of fun. And we are also going to uh, discuss where we're going to announce rather what our picks are going to be for our showdown episode uh, for the month of September. Once again, which is satanic panic. So if you've got some damn suggestions for us, shoot them over that way. Uh, Anything else, guys? Anything else I'm forgetting? No, that's it. It's all good. (sighs) All right, guys, go out there this week. And you know what? If you're a horse girl, if you're a horse boy, 
Um, or if you um, don't, um, you know, associate with uh, any horse genders. Your horse they? Yeah, if you're horse they, I hope you find your corresponding horse they. This is not Delilah. Why are you talking like this is Delilah? (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye.